Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, weirdos? Hey, yo. Me? Shit. I got me a little something. Roll the lights alone. We're about to chop it up with Abigail on the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. Okay, okay. A safe space for weirdos of all shapes, sizes, colors, and creeds to relax and speak their peace. Speak their peace. So grab your glass of wine and grass the chief as I get off the mic so the main weirdo can speak. Peace. Peace, God. What is up, weirdos? You're listening to the Manic Pixie Weirdo. I'm Abigail, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships that we have in our lives. But first, let's break for an ad. What is up, you guys? I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor for this episode, Newsly. It's an audio app for iOS and Android where they basically take articles from all over the world and all the trending topics that are on the web at any given moment and it reads them to you in like a natural voice, like a human being would. It's basically the first time of in the history of the internet where the entire web becomes listenable. It's really cool, you guys. They have all different kinds of articles from all different kinds of topics so that you can like stop scrolling and start listening, which I really love. You can follow all the, you know, any topic, all the topics, whatever topic you want to talk about or listen about from sports, science, Bitcoin, you know, even the Kardashians, like everybody. They have all the latest articles and it reads them to you. So it's super easy. They also have podcasts, which is why I'm talking to you guys about it, because our podcast, along with podcasts from over 50 other countries, are on the app. So that's really, really cool. You can start listening there as well. It can download and use Newsly for free right now at www.newsly.me or you can do you can use this link in the description. And when you use the promo code P1X1EP0DCAST, that will give you a free month of premium subscription to Newsly. So go check it out, you guys. And thank you so much to Newsly for sponsoring this episode. And we're back. Uh, and this week, we are joined by Evelyn from the Reppin Pod. And uh, we are going to be talking about our relationship with representation, specifically representation in Hollywood. Um, but first, Evelyn, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what your podcast is about, and where they can find you? Absolutely, Abigail. First and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I am very grateful for the opportunity, and I'm always super happy to collaborate with another incredible woman. So thank you so much. Um, the podcast. Okay, uh, let's start, I guess, with my background. So I am a producer and a director. I've been working in the entertainment industry for a hot minute. I'm not going to put an eight number on it. Um, and my podcast is about is about representation of all kinds. So Repin is obviously short for representation. So on the show, you will meet notable people, people in the media, people you've seen in, in movies and TV, in newspapers, 
um, leaders in their genre. And I'm hoping to do multiple things, but you know, with each conversation with these notable people, I'm hoping to give audiences insight into some of the experiences that made them the people that we know today, get some of the lessons that they've learned and we can kind of cheat off of them a little bit <laughs> and perhaps apply those in our lives, you know, because they've gone through a lot, you know, and I think we can learn from each other um, regardless of whether you're in the public eye or not. And through these stories, these personal stories, you'll not only get a sense of like how they became the leaders that they are, but also will address socially important issues like race, like gender, like orientation. But it's really important to emphasize that representation isn't just about those specific things. It's also about personal representation, the truths, the values that you hold, and whether or not you actually live by them. So we kind of look at these sensitive issues through all of these personal perspectives, hoping that we can kind of have these important conversations without, you know, screaming at each other, <laughs> screaming at each <laughs> other. Um, and I'm hoping to sort of empower people and to be a very positive uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, and you are. You definitely are. Um, I, I admire your show a lot. Thank you. Um, it makes me really happy every time. And it's, Thank you. Uh, it's also <laughs> very fun. So it's just like a fun ride with your show. So I'm really excited Thank to you. talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> um, you again, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, well, I'm so excited to talk to you and to have you on. Um, so let's just go ahead and first like define what representation is and kind of what it looks like right now. Um, just like in, in the landscape that we currently live in. Uh, do you have a definition of representation um, that you would like to share? That is such a great question. Do you mean specifically in entertainment or just in the world? Both. Wow. Okay. So that's a big question. In okay. So I guess in the world, for me, again, representation is sort of a much broader definition. And I think we should all start with defining <laughs> specific things of what, you know, things mean to each one of us as individuals. So I think in the world, representation for me is much broader than the categorize the categories, excuse me, that we are placed in based on race, gender, orientation, um, certainly the age, you know, what shape we're in, uh, the jobs we own. It sort of goes beyond that. For me, representation is also about the person, your integrity and character. And I know that's kind of an unusual, perhaps unusual perspective, because when people talk about representation, it's usually about like, you know, what color you are, what ethnicity you are, what gender, what orientation, how you identify. And it is, it is all of those things. But for me, it's much broader than that. It is about your personal representation as a person, as a human being. Having said that in media, you know, we've obviously come a long way, um, but there's still so much work to be done. And because media is such a powerful platform, representation, we need to give exposure to all types of people. Um, and right now with media, it's very defined by skin color, race, you know, gender, you know, identification, age. It's still very, very much in those specific lanes or boxes. So I think that's good in some ways because it's a jumping off point. Otherwise it's like way too much to chew, I guess. 
But in media, I think we still have a long way to go to kind of go beyond that and say, look, it doesn't make a difference what you are. We need to see more diversity um, reflected back to us. So it looks more like the world we live in. Yeah. And so that's for me. I don't know if how you would define representation, Abigail, if that's the same or if it's uh, different. It's- it's very much the same. Um, I would almost go ahead and like extend it a little bit and, you know, talk about yeah. how, you know, representation is important in those areas, like you were saying, like for race, sexual identity, um, sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, all of these, all of these different things. Uh, I, I do think, though, that the more um, like the deeper the deeper representation that I would like to see um, is more about like what people believe in and why they believe what they believe. Um, And because to me, so I've said this before on the show um, and listeners, you will know that uh, I have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, Those things, (laughs) those things to me, uh, things like race, identity, sexuality, those things are, I call them cheap love. It's very easy for me to love those things about a person. It's not, uh, it costs me Mm -hmm. nothing to love those things about a person. So I call it cheap love. Um, I would like to see the more, more expensive types of love. um, What I would call more expensive types of love represented um, in, in media. Um, And, and those things would be like, like you were talking about integrity, honesty, truth, yeah. um, those, those, I know it sounds really like deep and possibly a little bit like I'm asking for a lot, but I'm kind of bougie in that way where I, I want to ask for uh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> no, that's not asking for a lot. I think that's actually looking at value, actual value versus superficial value, right? It's like more image-based. All the things that you and I just talked about, and I agree with you wholeheartedly in terms of like, you know, gender. Uh, and I love that you called it cheap love, like gender orientation, sexual orientation or identification. All of those things are like, you know, w- what's immediately in front of somebody, but integrity and character and the beliefs that someone holds is what defines the person. And I, and I completely echo your thoughts. And I love that you called it deeper love. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a lofty ask to actually look at someone's character. I don't know. Call me funny that way, but I, I don't believe that that's a big ask. Um, I, I it feels like a big ask, especially since you know <laughs> we are just now sort of trying to break down these barriers of you know like gender, sexual orientation, race. Like we we've just barely sort of scratched the surface with those things, and so I, yeah. uh, to me, it kind of feels like a bigger ask. Um, to, to represent those other things. But to me, if you represent those other things, like if, if we sort of reverse it and we decide that we want to represent those other things, um, first, then those other things can sort of fall in line. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how I see it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to just take it one step further in terms of like beliefs. I think there's also a disconnect in some, in some cases, and you know, obviously, we're all speaking in general terms here. But in some cases, people, there are people who hold beliefs that are important to them. And I don't question that it's important to them, but their actions don't back up their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a disconnect between the two. 
And I think that's another conversation that um, sort of, you know, I'm going to use your terms here, Abigail, because I love them, <laughs> but I'm going to file in the deeper, like bougie love. Um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of where we need to really refocus of what really holds value versus what is like just a superficial um, face value, so to speak. And I think there's a lot of situations that we can't go into here probably um, where people believe something and they think they believe that. And I don't question that they do, but they don't live by the beliefs that they hold. They don't back it up. So I think there's a real disconnect between the two. So in terms of integrity and character, I think for me, representation is also about like, who are you actually? Not by what you say, but by what you do in the world. And, you know, I hope to have that conversation. I hope I'm having those conversations on my podcast. And I know you're sort of doing that too on Manic Pixie Weirdo. And I love that. And and I really, again, I don't think it's a lofty ask. <laughs> I I mean, it, it just, it feels like that. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure how we get there. Uh, a, a solution that I have in order to get <laughs> to that place though is by the stories that we tell. And yeah. I think we need to be, uh, well, I would, I would like us to be a little bit more selective about the stories that we tell um, and what those yes. stories mean and what those stories are actually saying. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that needs to be like a really big con like we could have a whole other podcast about that conversation <laughs> but uh just because it's such a yeah. big topic but um yeah I mean do you so you said you had some like examples of like what you would like to see like what what would those examples be in terms of representation uh yes. in, the, in the deeper love category yeah yeah you know I really try, you know, on my podcast, I really try to talk with people from a diverse background. So granted, being that my experience is uh, predominantly in entertainment, there's a lot of actors that and talented, incredible people that come on my show. And I'm, it literally blows my mind still that they say, that they say yes to my podcast <laughs> and they trust me with their stories. And it's, it really is so humbling. Um, but I really do my best to diversify the people and the background. And I think for me, it's not just about like who they are, like how we know them. Like, for example, um, you know, I had, uh, you know, Danny Pino from Law and Order SVU, or I had, you know, I know that you, uh, you and I had talked offline about Dr. Samantha Yamin, who is a young, like brilliant neuroscientist or, yes. or like PhD. <laughs> You know, and it's not about like their roles in the society of like, you know, Danny being the actor or Dr. Samantha Yamin being this brilliant scientist. Yes, they are those things. And yes, that is the vehicle and the catalyst to the conversation. But it's about the people that they are and what they do in the world as people. So for me, I think, again, representation needs to be a little bit broadened, as you said, or, or and, and I think you and I are on the same track, that it can't just be about like what we know them for. It mm -hmm. has to be more about character and the people they are, how they became the people they are, and do they show up? Do they live by the beliefs that they hold? 
And so far, I think my conversations are really about like, yes, the entry point is how we know them, their celebrity or their notoriety, whatever. But we kind of get past that pretty quick and we kind of see who they really are as people, like what hurt them, what challenged them. I just had Ginger Zeon, who was, um, excuse me, who is the chief meteorologist for ABC News and she's on Good Morning America. She's like this effervescent, brilliant scientist who reports on like the most devastating storms, but she never forgets about the humanity. But here's what you didn't know about her. She struggled with abortion. She has crippling depression. She tried to take her, her life twice. She's been in abusive relationships. I mean, she has gone through it. She's like, she suffered a rape. I mean, she has gone through it, but she's not talking about or focusing or rehashing the trauma. She's talking about how she's managing that, how she's processing that, how she's able to not just survive, but to thrive. And these lessons are applicable to, I think, anybody that goes through adversity. You don't have to go through the, the litany of stuff that Ginger has, but it is about learning from her, seeing that she did it, right? Because representation mm-hmm. is if you can see it, you can be it. And I think that's applicable regardless of skin color, where you're from. It's applicable if you're a human being. And that's, I think, where the conversations that I think you're doing, it's what I'm doing, and I think we need to continue to tell these stories. And I couldn't agree with you more, Abigail about being selective of the stories. Cause I think also the platform that we have, there's a great responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that we're not adding to the chaos and confusion and craziness, that we are picking the stories and selecting the stories and voices to spotlight that will help everybody. Yeah, that's, totally. that's kind of where I'm, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I think another point uh, that you sort of just like very lightly touched on um, is, the way that, you know, we represent all of these things. Um, I think that especially for incredibly like traumatic things of, you know, things of that nature, things like abuse, sexual assaults, um, you know, really abortion, any of those things. I think we have to be very careful about the way that those things are represented in the media um, because it is, these are very delicate subjects and these are things that, you know, real people go through. Like I've, I, you know, I'll I'll just say I've had an abortion. Um, you know, I've had a myriad of those things that you were just talking about happen to me as well in my life, um, gone through it. And, uh, you know, I, I think that there is a very delicate balance there between, um, not necessarily, not necessarily glorifying it, but sort of undercutting the seriousness and the severity of these things um, and, and representing it in a true and honest way about, you know, kind of just, this is just the story. This is just what it's like. This is just what happened. And then, um, you know, sort of letting the audience decide how they feel about it. Um, I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I do think there is a fine, delicate line there. And I, I think, especially in media, uh, it tends to sort of cross over into that glorification or um, uh, just like a, a, a more negative representation of it. Okay. And okay. I don't know, uh, it's a very delicate line to, to you know, kind yeah. of, 
to to walk. And I and and so I I, I think that's that's a matter of like the writing. I think that's a matter of how it's presented. Um, I, I don't know. Do you do you feel the same way? Are are we? Am I completely crazy? It's possible. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not crazy. And and thank you for trusting me with your story. And, um, you know, yes, dealing with these issues are incredibly sensitive and delicate. I think it's such a fine line, and it's a moving target. In terms of you know how we approach this, for me again, and I don't know if I'm handling it right. So you tell me. I'm certainly open to feedback and I'm learning, but um, for me, I try to approach it according to that person's comfort level. You know, if that person's openly talking about it with um, that's not so fragile or however they're approaching or telling their story, I'll kind of support that tone, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But yes, it is a very, very sensitive uh, subject because these are devastating experiences that you know we all go through. Um, in terms of the media, yeah, I you know it's really hard because I think there's two points that we need to talk about here. Is one, we need to have representation behind the camera too, right? In many, mm-hmm. in all the different forms, because until we have somebody that had experienced something that you had gone through or something that Ginger had gone through. You really can't give that topic to like a, an older white guy. No offense. You know what I mean? But like you can't possibly know the innate nuances that that experience comes with. Um, so I think that's another example of why representation. And again, it's not just about skin color or race or ethnicity or gender. It's about experiences. It's about the human experience. And this is a great example of like what I was talking about earlier, which is it's about people. It doesn't, representation matters regardless of who you are. So I think it's really important that we do have that representation because then hopefully the situation will be handled a bit more appropriately. On the other hand, I think when you're just getting out of the the gate, trying to talk about something that people don't really know how to handle, you're going to fuck it up, right? Mm. I mean, it's not an excuse. I'm not excusing it. Um, But certainly, you know, and I'm not uh, drawing like a striking contrast, a similarity with what I'm about to say. You know, a lot of times we're talking about Asian representation and I'm an Asian American woman. Media doesn't always get it right, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) To say the least. You know, we're just starting to, but, you know, the early stages of Asian representation was kind of gross, to say the least. You know what I mean? So, and it was, it was not done properly. So I think when you're getting out of the gate about anything that hasn't really been in front in the public eye with open discussion, I don't know that you're going to get it right. Again, I don't, I'm not justifying it. I I think we definitely need a lot more, a lot more work and a lot more sensitivity and responsibility in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, But yeah, I, I agree. It's not always done appropriately. And I think that's something across the board that we need to pay a lot more attention to. I I, I think you're you're absolutely right. Um, I think that it's it's like you said, it, it's it's kind of like so. Uh, we had this family friend who um, has pa- has since passed, but she used to be um, she was a nun, and then she was an English teacher at the uh, local university uh, where I grew up. 
And uh, she used to say your first draft of anything is shit. And I kind of think that that (laughs) is applicable, not only when you're talking about like English class, but in like all facets of your life kind of a thing. And so like, it's, it's one of those things yes. where like the first time you do anything, you're going to be shit at it. Like it just doesn't, the first podcast episode yes. for this was shit. Like it's just, that's just sort of how it goes. <laughs> and you get the goal though right. needs to be um, that we get better as we go along. Yes. And absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I think that, um, you know, like you said, it, it has gotten you know, relatively better. Um, and by relatively better, what I mean by relatively better is relative to, you know, uh, like specifically what you were talking about, like Asian American representation um, right. in like media uh, back in like the 60s or, yeah, you know, so, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's definitely yeah. gotten like we've gotten progressively better in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that there is a little bit of a um, this idea of, well, now we've got representation for all of these different kinds of things now. And so it's like, what more can you want? And it's like, well, you know, it, 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 we, we, you don't just stop, you know, it's like a moving train. You, you can't just like, we need to keep the train moving and, and, and going in a, in a better direction than yes, than it was before. But that doesn't mean that it's, the goal is not perfection. The goal is progress kind of a thing. Oh, my God. Can I get that on a T-shirt, please? <laughs> yes. Seriously. Can I get that on a T-shirt? I mean, I completely agree with you. I, I think that, you know, again, Asian representation back, and it wasn't that far away, like even in the 50s and 60s, it was just this, we were the butt of the jokes, just looking, mm-hmm. you know, just a shot at us. We were the butt of jokes. So, yeah, representation really matters. And let me just also add one thing. And I'm going to quote and shout out a guest who is on my show, Yvonne Chapman, who is on the hit show CW's Kung Fu, which is again, Asian, a contemporary representation of Asian people. Like I, I have never seen that on TV really, except until recently with Fresh Off the Boat and this show on the CW called Kung Fu. But Yvonne said something that was really interesting. And I, 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 I've taken it with me because media and the power of media, and it goes back to your question, Abigail, is that it gives people access to things that they're not normally used to or have, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're not around Asian people and your only, you know, source is media and you just see like us as like, you know, pulling rickshaws or some horrible, horrible stereotype, that's all you're going to think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, first draft is always shit, like pure shit. But, you know, the media has the power and the platform to teach and then to inform Mm -hmm. and give people access to things that they might not be readily available to them. And I think that's another reason why entertainment and media is so incredibly important to do it the right way. So as as far as I'm concerned, I support you that we have to go through multiple drafts and it's like being a human, right? Are you really going to say like, yeah, I got it. I learned everything that I need to know about life and being a person because well, if you're sitting there doing that, it's a little concerning. Well, I mean, I can say that. That doesn't mean it's true. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would true. love to think that I know everything. That would be, you know, that would be amazing, especially when I was like younger, like in my early 20s and like, you know, <laughs> in high school and stuff. Oh, I had everything figured oh, yeah. out, you know? Yeah. But I would yeah, but- go back. But, you know, only to realize that the, the older that I get, the less and less I know, you know? Yes. But you know what? That's actually wisdom, isn't it? That's actually humility and knowing that you don't know anything allows you to continue that progress, as you said. You know, anybody as human beings, I think if you feel like you've plateaued and you've learned everything that you can, I mean, that's kind of when you're in trouble a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would give anything to be 17 again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> to know everything, to just drive and just not worry about bills. Yeah, sign me up. Oh, yeah, it would be great. And to pretend like I know everything, it would be so great. Um, Now I just kind of jump headfirst into the deep end and hope I don't drown kind of a thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just kind of hope my floaties are working. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think that, you know, you you touched on a, a really important point about just not just the depictions, but like the content that is being presented. Um, a side quest, guys. Um, I love the show Fresh Off the Boat. If you guys have not seen it, it's so amazing. <laughs> Ali Wong is a writer. She is a comedian. She is she is amazing. I, I, I think it's actually her show. Um, yeah, she was one of the writers, yeah. But uh, it's, it's so funny. It's so great. Like, you guys have to check it out. Okay, I'm done. Anyway. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, but I, I I think another really big point that you you really touched on was kind of the the power of media, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Spider Man because it's just a good quote. You know, yeah. With great power comes great responsibility, and yes. I I don't know if this is accurate, but to me it kind of feels like we are in a a give and take, a very push-pull situation right now with the way that the media is um, being presented on a like on a mass scale, and I mm-hmm. don't know um, if that is because there is too much power within the media and there isn't a lot of responsibility being taken, or if there, you know, is a lot of responsibility being taken and it's just not being presented. Um, I think either way, I would like to see more of of either one. I would like to see either more responsibility being taken by the media um, while they're harnessing this great power that they have, that they do really do have. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly is one of the most powerful mediums that you can sort of exist in and with. Um, yeah. And I, I or, you know, I would love to see more stories about people taking responsibility and like calling out these things and, you know, those kinds of, that kind of representation. Um, And I don't really know, uh, like I said, I don't really know which one it is. Um, It's possible it's both. It's entirely possible that both are happening simultaneously um, and I'm just not like aware of it. But um, do do you feel that way? And do you like, do you see what, does that make sense? Am Am I, it makes complete sense. And I, again, okay. echo your thoughts because, okay, and I need to say something. It's interesting that you brought that Spider-Man quote up because I just got back recently from Podcast Movement Evolutions where I was one of the speakers and I literally ended my presentation quoting that. Oh, twins. 
think alike. Total. <laughs> Total. Totes. Um, yeah, I agree with everything that you said. And I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. And I'll kind of just say this. I'll break it down. I, I agree. I don't think there's enough accountability and responsibility by the networks. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Um, by the networks and also the hosts that have the platform. Mm. It is about advertising. It is a business. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a lot of people or personalities out there that are not are are, are using it for their own gain, so to speak. Um, I think there needs to be a lot more accountability and responsibility. And I also think the problem is this, though. Everyone is kind of retreated into their echo chambers. They choose what they want to believe and follow the people that support their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I think there has to be a, a time where we all look at ourselves and say, well, do I actually live by the beliefs that I hold? And who is the source of the information that I'm getting from? Who is the source of, you know, the thing that I'm choosing to believe in and why and who are they? Mm-hmm. You know, where are they getting their facts to be able to stop and look within themselves and be like, you know, just check in and about what you're hearing, but to kind of be a little bit more uh, dispassionate and a little bit more objective. But I think overall, people need to, there needs to be accountability across the board. No two ways about it. And I do agree. And I love your idea about like more stories versus like telling people things. I think there needs to be a lot more stories. And I do think people need to step back and really think about where they're getting their information, who those sources are, are they a reliable um, source or outlet? And also just do a little bit of research in terms of cross-referencing another outlet to see if that's supported. Um, So I think that's, I mean, this is obviously a very complicated problem, but responsibility needs to be responsibility and accountability needs to be much more in place and people need to call it out. Mm -hmm. But I think people are sound bites and running with it. Um, And I think that's very dangerous. I also think there needs to be a very clear line in terms of a host personality versus a journalist. Mm. I think those are two stratospherically different categories. Yes. And, it needs to it needs to be really looked at because a host personality or you know that can assume a journalist's identity or persona is very different from an actual journalist and i think that's a whole that's a podcast that we can go on for days yes. uh, in my perspective but i echo everything that you just said abigail oh um yeah i mean i completely agree it <sighs> It's like you said, it's very complicated. It's very complex. There's it's a yeah. multifaceted issue. Um, and you know, obviously yes. in this in this hour, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve the problem in an hour. That's just girlfriend, that. we're not gonna solve it in a year. Yeah. <laughs> but did that just make sense? Did that make sense to what I'm saying in terms of like host personality and journalist? That's kind of like two different things in my mind. Well, yeah, yes. It's it it it, it for those of you that it might not ha- what I heard um, and you please feel free to tell me if I heard incorrectly, if I misheard what you were like trying to communicate. Uh, but what I heard 
was yeah. it's it's the difference between like an actor playing a journalist and an actual journalist. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Like it's yes. Like Thank that's you. the difference. And uh, because an actor playing a yes. journalist is not a journalist. It's an actor playing a journalist yes <laughs> yes whereas a journalist That's kind of believable yeah right but it's not the real deal exactly exactly yeah. and I, I i think that that is you know something that uh i don't know if it needs to be talked about more or if it just needs to be sort of it, maybe maybe what needs to happen is we need to be able to more clearly define what those things are and what the differences are. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I think but that people, yeah, but people need to be open to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has a lot to do with um, what is what? Oh, my gosh. I completely just blanked on the on the on the phrase uh, self-introspection. I yes. think that that has a lot to do with self-introspection. Um, there's a part of me that believes that, you know, it, we, everybody just needs to take a really big time out and, uh, just everybody just needs to go to therapy. Like the whole yeah. world just needs to go to therapy and we all yes. just need to take a really big time out from all of this and do some self, you know, internalizing self-introspection and just like figure our own stuff out. Everybody break, go to your separate corners right. and then we'll come back and regroup. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, again, it's like these are such complicated complicated problems, but I think until we sort of check in with ourselves, mm -hmm. um it's things aren't going to change. And again, it's like an actor playing a journalist. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Um again, it's one of those things that goes back to what I was saying earlier. We have to look beyond what it, things appear to be. Mm -hmm. You know? And I Abigail, I want to take this moment just to to also let you know. I know that you and I have obviously talked uh, throughout the last few months. And you said something that I, you pointed out something that I really wanted to say thank you and also how important it was for me to kind of remember. And it stayed in the forefront of my brain. You had asked me about an, uh, an episode that I did with Dr. Samantha Yamin, where she's a scientist and she's talking about representation there and why it was important. And you had pointed out to me, like, this is a perfect example of why representation for people who think it's just about people of color or gender, it's not. Because without proper representation, even in the science labs, like, 
medication is being tested, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're just testing like a PMS thing with old white people, they're not going to like, you're not, it's not going to be as effective for your body type. Right. In short. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's sort of like, you want to have representation of all kinds because it's accurate. It helps you. It literally affects everyone that lives on this planet. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you got to understand, it's like the more representation we have, the better our medicines are, the better, you know, in all different types, because it's being tried, it's being tested, it's being made for people of all kinds to be the most effective, the most safe. So I think when you pointed that out to me, it really, really resonated. And I've really continued to kind of hold that in the forefront of the episodes that I do is to kind of pick topics that are much broader and that illustrate that point. So I just wanted to say thank you to you for that. Oh, yeah, you're, you're welcome. I just was kind of, you know, speaking off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm glad it, it resonated with you. Oh, my God, totally. So thank <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted to tell you that because that was really important to me. And now that I go forth thinking about making sure that I'm able to find topics and people that continue that thread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just very, very important. And it, and, and it's like you said, it affects everybody. Like this isn't just for it. I mean, it's obviously for those like cheap love reasons, you know, like I call yes. it about, you know, like, yes, it matters that, you know, for, for everybody that you see mm-hmm. that you're able to watch something or listen to something and, 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 and see somebody that looks like you or sounds like you or mm-hmm. um, is like you in all of these different ways. Um, it, it's important for those like cheap love reasons, but I think yeah. it, go, it, it goes beyond that. It, it, it's much more about, you know, this is really for the good of everybody. And yeah. if you are negating a group of people um, based on, you know, for whatever reason that may be, you're eliminating an entire portion of the human population exactly. that, you know, deserves to be heard just as much as, you know, I do or, and, and you do and, and everybody does. Um, right. And I think that that, you know, it, I use this a lot in like, for like business purposes, like I, I use this analogy a lot where it's like, you know, something like, uh, like Black Panther or uh, like Shang-Chi or Mm -hmm. something like that, like a a film like that, you know, it it slightly annoys me when I see articles about like, it broke the box office for the, you know, the 12th week in a row. And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, because before you were eliminating an entire group of the population, I mean, it's just like, even from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, you could make money off of them if you would just include them. Like it just. (laughs) Yes. Can we send you to the government, please? (laughs) Yes. Like, I just don't understand. Like, obviously, it broke the box office. Of course it did. Right. Right. But still, it's like a shock to people. Right. And, you know, going back to what you said also about Fresh Off the Boat, before that, I mean, there was nominal shows that featured a contemporary family that just happened to be Asian. You know, we're not a different species, guys. It's just we're just, you know, different backgrounds. That's really, you know. Yeah. So. It's it's just a little bit. We have a lot of work to do overall, and I think ultimately, again and again, it goes back to what you and I were saying: is that we need to kind of 
have the opportunity to see other stories being told because they're there, they're important, and we can all relate. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I do think that I, I want to touch on this just really quickly. Um, we don't have to stay here long, but, you know, uh, it kind of goes back to the types of stories that I was talking about that, like, are being told. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I personally am somebody who anything, anyone, any idea, any, any, anything at all, any, it doesn't really matter. Um, that's different from me. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything about, like, I want to know, tell me all of the things I want to understand. I want to learn. I want to, you know, I want to grow. I want, I, I, I want to know all of the things, just tell me all of the things. And why is that? Because I'm me and I live with me every day. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I get real bored with me sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> anything that's different from me is like yeah. way more interesting. So that's so funny because I, I, I don't I think you're I listen, I admire and respect you because you are self-aware and you know that life is and being a person like a, a well-rounded person is continuing to evolve continuing to grow. I don't, for me, when I hear you on your show and, you know, having spoken with you throughout the time is that we have, I don't see you as being bored with yourself. I find you to be someone who has depth and is curious and is open to learning. And I think that's so critically important because as people, if you stop learning, that's kind of when you fall into trouble. Um, so I respect the conversation and the shows that you have. And the nuanced conversations, because it's not a superficial conversation by any means on your show. You really do deep dives. You roll up your sleeves and you get into it. You're thoughtful, you're curious, you're respectful, and we're have you're having these important conversations. So I don't, for me, from my perch, looking at you and getting to know you, you are a person that is curious and wants to grow. And you give people that platform to have these conversations to learn. Um, so I don't, I, I, I think it's funny that you say that you're bored with yourself. I just find you to be an incredibly thoughtful person that kind of is willing to learn and to ask questions and to be open and to be receptive um, to continue that process of, of life. And that's what I love about you. And that's what I love about the show. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's one of the things I love about your show because I am able <laughs> to like learn and like grow as a person. And um it, it is different for me because you, you have all of these different perspectives and I really enjoy that. Um, and I, 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 again, I think that that's getting better. I think that that is something that is becoming more, um, open and talked about. Um, and I think it's good, you know, it's not necessarily, nobody said this was easy that nobody at all (sighs) said this was easy because it is not easy. Um, it is, it can be draining. It can be overwhelming. It can be fearful fear-based. It can be mm-hmm. discouraging. It can, I mean, just the list is long of adjectives, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, But I do think, and ooh, I don't like that word. Shoot. It's okay. What? What uh, but I don't like the word, but. Uh, oh, just cut it loud. Stop. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay. So I just don't. Um, yeah. I just I, I do think that like it is becoming more mainstream. I, 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 and I, and I recognize that there is a fight that is, is occurring and that has to happen. Um, 
what I find much more interesting is that we are all a lot more similar than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And I think that if we could touch, we could start touching on these, you know, more expensive types of love and these stories that really resonate with, you know, everybody. Because, you know, it's it's not just, you know, sexual assault is not just a women's issue. There no. are there are so many other types of people that have experienced it that have and and to a certain extent each experience when talked about on an individual basis is unique to that person of course yeah however the gen the more broad the thing that brings us together is that you know once we recognize this is not just like a women's issue or, you know, even just a male issue or what would be perceived as a male issue um, or a female issue, it that's what brings us together because yeah. it, it and those are the stories that like I want to see. Those are the stories that I want to talk about because that's the more interesting piece. It's not what makes us different. It's the, the stuff that makes us similar. And that's how that. we like come together. That's the more interesting bit for me. I don't know. I that. Uh, does that does any? Hell that yeah, girl. Okay. I'm standing over here <laughs> clapping like a choir. Yeah, I mean, totally agree. I totally agree. And I think the great thing about podcasting with your platform, hopefully with my platform, we are able to do that because I think a lot of times and I've said this a million times and I'll continue to say it. We are in a society where we're listening to respond. Mm -hmm. We're not listening to learn. And conversations at, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, I mean, certainly those can get superheated because we're debating. Right. But conversations on your show, on my show, hopefully, and many others, it's a place where we're just curious and hopefully approaching conversations where it can be more uh, received and heard versus like you just sitting here going and waiting to debate the next point. Um, and I agree with you again, like we are so much more similar than we are different. And, you know, I don't, I'll openly admit, like I, if I could take the easy route, girlfriend, I'm the first one, the first one there. So I'm hoping that, Isn't that true for everyone. Like if yeah, there was an I mean, easier, softer way, I'd a hundred percent take it for sure. Yeah. I got no shame to my game in, in terms of admitting to that. Life is so hard and it's so messy. Like, why wouldn't you want to like cheat off someone in the sense that you're learning from someone else's mistakes? Mm -hmm. You're learning from what they've already gathered that can be used in your life, you know? But again, it's one of the, it's what you said er again uh, earlier is it's all about, you know, self-introspection too. Um, but it, we are more similar than we are different. And until we, all of us as a society, slow down and really see that, uh, you know, we're not, uh, making progress is going to be an uphill battle, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, progress is always kind of an uphill battle, I think, because you're <laughs> always going to have, like, you're always going to have that resistance and that pushback. Yeah. Uh, I do think, though, I like I have this theory that like resistance and pushback and like the anger and the um yeah the anger and, and all of those things is it's a fear-based reaction 
Um, yes. And it's because it's perceived as a threat. Mm, um, yeah. A lot of the progress is perceived as a threat, which I understand. I, I you know, I, I, I completely, I can have empathy for that. I, I 100% mm -hmm. can have empathy for that. Uh, where I begin to question what's happening is I want to understand where the threat is because I don't understand how another person just by, you know, kind of those, those cheap love reasons, just by the, um, the skin color or yep. the gender, or like, I don't understand how that's a threat. Um, and so right. I would, I would really love to know what, what is so threatening about it. And I, I've sort of come to this, I, to this theory, I guess, of my own is that it's threatening because it's different but it's bigger than that. It's not just threatening because it's different from whoever, from whomever, yeah. but it's also threatening because it threatens a system of belief that we have all just sort of collectively as a society gone, okay, I guess we'll do it like that instead of like this. And I don't, and I think this goes back to what you were talking about, about like right. you know, those, those deeper things of, you know, what do you believe? Do you, do you practice what you preach? Or, you know, can you walk and chew gum at the same time? Like, you know, all of, all of those things. And I, <laughs> I, I really think that that's, you know, that's a really big portion of it. And, but I think, you know, a, a, a little bit of a different perspective that I have is not just, you know, all of those things, but, and not just, do you practice what you preach, but do you actually believe what you say? Like, are you like, are we sure? Do we understand what those words mean? Yeah, that's yeah. You know, like, yeah, don't use big words if you don't know what they yeah. mean. And sometimes big words are things like belief. It's not just like, you know, <laughs> anti disestablishmentarianism. Like it's, yeah. you know, so um, I, I do, uh, yeah, you agree. Do you do you have you need to thoughts? put all this shit on a T-shirt, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you need to put that shit on a T-shirt. Like, honestly, I yeah, I mean, there's a lot again, there's a huge portion. I mean, this is another series, but like there's a there's cognitive dissonance, right? Like, mm -hmm. do you actually do you even know what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Do you actually believe it? Um, Yeah, I mean, I love the cheap love thing because I certainly subscribe to that. You know that. Um, but Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a lot of work that we need to do, because I think people are just reactive now, mm. just very reactive to everything. Um, and until we sort of go deeper and talk about these things in a way that is being received, like openly, mm -hmm. I, I, again, I, I don't know where we're going to end up if we don't do that hard work. And it is messy. Mm -hmm. You may not agree, even if you feel like you're being openly, you're receiving it, but we need to see like. Like, what are we actually saying? What do we actually believe? Why do we believe it? 
-hmm. What is the source of it? Can that source be trusted? Are they the actor, as you, you know, mentioned earlier? Um, but those are all very complicated, nuanced things that people need to really have the awareness of. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that there is that great sense of awareness sometimes because there's a great level of indoctrination. Yes. Because things are have been do things have been this way for X number of times or years. So like just keep going with it, right? Which I agree. But also not to be completely crude, but I'm about to <laughs> about to be really crude. It's like, you know, before there were flushable toilets, we were all going to the bathroom near the trees. Right. But at this point, it's called advancement. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, it worked like that before too, but it works better with a toilet. Right. Sorry. Terrible example, but that's the only thing I can think about right now. Right. No, it's it's great. It's a perfect example. So sorry. I just brought it literally into the toilet. <laughs> sorry, guys. No, it's great because it's so true. I mean, it. Yeah, it's 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 that idea of well, I see. I, I'm going to push back a little bit on what you said because um, I don't necessarily agree that mm-hmm. uh, just because we've been doing things the same way over and over again uh, for the last couple of years and it has been perceived to work doesn't mean that it actually a worked. B right was good, um, right or you know c d e and f you know all all the things like there's and should continue right i agree with all of those things yeah (laughs) you know um i don't you know i and and i suffer from this i you know i have um a pretty traditional background i was you know born in the bible belt um a pretty predominant and for those of you that don't know the bible belt just means that like there's a church or a bank on every street corner um and it's very, very, very traditional upbringing in the sense of like, you know, there's a man and a woman and, right. you know, the the mother, you know, is not the primary breadwinner, blah, 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 blah. Now, that wasn't necessarily true for my family. That was just right. sort of more the environment that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. I struggle. I struggled for a long time and and still struggle sometimes with, you know, is it okay that I'm breaking this tradition? And I saw this great thing and it was like tradition is just old is just older dead people peer pressure. And <laughs> I was like t-shirt, that's amazing. T-shirt. Yep, yeah, I was like that's amazing. And so sometimes I have to like remind myself of that. Um, but that there, is awesome. But you know, like I'm not going to say that, it, you know, it's just easy, like to, to, you know, just break all the rules and go ev- fuck everything. And it doesn't matter. And like, all, like it can be difficult. It can be difficult to like. But that's where the that's where the really hard work comes in of that deprogramming yourself. Yes. And that introspection of like trying to figure out, well, do I actually agree with any of this or was this did did I just happen to be born in a place and a time where, you know, this is sort of just what it is and what it looked like? Um, I am somebody that does believe that like goodness is limited to a certain extent by the time and beliefs by the by the by the beliefs of the time that it is constrained in. Ooh, I like that too. 
So you really need to make apparel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I, I don't think that is all encompassingly true, but I do believe to a certain extent that goodness is relative to the beliefs and the systems of the time that it is constrained in. So, you know, it's, I guess my point is that it's just really difficult and it can be really hard and you guys are not alone. Like if you're struggling with this, like it's, you are not alone. I struggle with it all the time. Like it's still a thing in my life that I, you know, can have, I, I, and I do have to like question, question it. Um, Have you had that struggle or do you do, does any of that make sense? (laughs) It does. You know, I, again, I think you and I subscribe to a lot of the similar uh, ideas and thoughts and values. I obviously grew up in a much more liberal place. You know, I, mm-hmm. but let me just back that up for just a second. You know, I am a New Yorker. I am in New York city, but I did grow up in one of the boroughs mm-hmm. of the city, which is very different than being from the actual city. So just a quick recap. And I know my listeners have heard me say this before or a million times before I was one of the very few Asians in my neighborhood and in my school, predominantly Italians in in my area. So I was always the odd duck. Now, I definitely had to fight against, um, or you know what, at that time, I wasn't aware, Mm -hmm. really, of why I didn't necessarily sit properly in the social hierarchy of where I was living. Obviously, now I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just, I mean, it's the thing that I wanted to point out as you were talking about it. Abigail, you may have grown up in this time, in these circumstances. And as a kid and as children, we're all indoctrinated to some point, right? Mm -hmm. We're just born into this and we take it as that's what life is. These are our values. This is the what I believe in. But I think it takes an incredible amount, not even incredible. I'm going to take that back. I think it takes self-awareness and a curiosity, and also um, a willingness to be open, to look around and say, you know, what's this all about? And ask questions. Doesn't mean you're going to get the answers you want. It is very hard. Life is messy. Being a human is being really messy. And with the world that we live in, it's getting messier by the second. Yeah. Um, But I do think you do yourself a disservice if you are just living in a life of things that you choose to believe in just because um, I think it actually makes you a better and stronger and more well-rounded person if you're willing to kind of be curious. And that's what I really appreciate again about you, Abigail, personally, and also your show is that you're having thoughtful, difficult questions. You're having thoughtful, difficult conversations that need to be had that might not have the breath somewhere else. Um, And I think a lot of people should follow in those footsteps is just be curious. You know, you were born into a situation and a circumstance, not saying it's right or wrong. It just is. Mm -hmm. Um, But having the, taking the time to step back and look and question and be curious about where you're getting your information about the source of that news or supposed news, or whatever you want to call it. Are they reliable? Who are these people that are giving you this information? And what colors the news that they're giving you? Because as human beings, all of our experiences color 
how we see things and how we deliver things and how we process things. We need to question all of that and see if it aligns and see if it doesn't. It's messy, it's hard, but I think at the end of the day, it's the betterment for you as an individual and certainly society. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm i the queen of what if I'm wrong? And yeah. that might... <laughs> That might stem from just my like, you know, my overwhelming anxiety that I have, <laughs> but I'm, I'm the with queen, you, you know, I'm the queen of, but what if I'm wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I almost wish that that was more dominant in like in just society as a whole, yes. especially as far as like representation goes as, you know, like the, but what if I'm wrong? What if yeah. I don't actually know? And I think that that's a, it's a very big question. And listen, you guys, I have asked the universe countless questions that I have either a gotten an answer that I didn't like B didn't get an answer in all at all, which is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or, you know, C gotten an answer where I was like, really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? And, yeah. you know, and, And that can all be that, you know, and that just stems from, you know, my ability to be arrogant and talk back to people. And I want to be sassy sometimes. And (laughs) so I love that. You know, it's just like that's how I kind of talk to the universe. That's like my my relationship with a little bit about my relationship with the universe. But, you know, I, I, I do think that what if we all just started asking that question of but what if I'm wrong? What if I don't actually know? What would happen? Like, I don't know. We would be in a different place, girlfriend. <laughs> the world would be in a completely. I think, you know, that's the other thing that's huge, right? In a word, humility. Mm-hmm. Everyone. I mean, if everyone could just extending your thought. I don't feel like we've disagreed on anything so far. <laughs> Abigail, we're just sort of like, yeah, girl, I agree. I agree. And I'm saying the same thing. Um, but like, what if we all went around being a little bit more humble saying, what if I don't know? I will say, and I think I may have said this on my show. I am, I have anxiety about like disappointing people. Yes. And the minute I do something, like even if it's not been seen or heard, I'm going through with a fine tooth comb going, am I wrong? Is this right? Am I understanding this correctly? Am I disappointing somebody? Like, am I like, am I mischaracterizing something? I'm asking questions constantly because I have a fear of disappointing someone or thinking like, I'm always thinking I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So my, my default is always like <laughs> looking at myself going, Evelyn, are you being an idiot right now? <laughs> idiot I was right just now. thinking that I was like, I do that all the time. I'm like, Abigail, you're such an idiot. Why did you yeah. say that? <laughs> totally. Like even through the course of this conversation, I'm like, Oh man, I shouldn't have said that. I'm a complete idiot. Maybe that's being mis- mischaracterized as something else. I'm being totally stupid. And I'm also the first one that's going to tell you. And if you if you know me at all, I so I work in this elite exclusive business entertainment. And yet I run around the city with my dog in a backpack on an electric scooter. So it's like I'm an idiot, you know, and I'm always looking at myself going, oh, my God, what am I (laughs) what am I doing? What am I doing? And I think, you know, if someone was were more like you in terms of like being curious and asking questions, I think the world would be in a very different place versus let me tell you how I'm right. Let me tell you how this would work better. I just, I don't know, man. I just think that's a little bit, 
I think that's what's getting us in trouble is that we're not we're not learning from one another and we're just focusing on the differences and you know we're listening to sources that may not be reliable. Yeah. Um well thank you so much for coming on. I have one more question for you that I ask everybody. Hey, uh, girl, when are we going for drinks? Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Um <laughs> I really have. That would be amazing. Um, and congratulations on your speech at pot at the podcast evolutions. I was not able oh, to thanks. go, but I wish that I could have. Oh, it's all good, man. Thank you so much for support, your support through everything on and offline. I appreciate you. And like I said, I'm really happy to, you know, meet and support incredible, thoughtful women that are using their voice and platform uh, with responsibility and care to kind of contribute in a positive way. We need more people like you. Oh, thank you. Okay, my last question. Um, yes. What inspires you and what do you hope to inspire in others? Oh, that's a big one. Um, what inspires me? You know, simple things inspire me. Um, my guests inspire mm. me in terms of the trust that they're extending to me to tell their stories to share their stories with me on my platform. But even going beyond the podcast, I'll sort of peel it back a little bit. I think good people inspire me. Simple things like when you show up for small things, like you say you're going to do something and you do it, that inspires me. Positive energy inspires me. Collaboration inspires me. Um, you know, I, I will say something and repeat something that my guest, my, another guest said, Russell Hornsby, an actor from The Hate You Give and also Grimm was a guest and he and I've worked, worked together many times, but he said something so succinctly, your bond is your word. You have to get that right. And something that simple, I don't see a lot of in uh, our day and age. You know, people talk a big talk, but then they can't deliver. They can't back it up. So I think simple things, like showing up, like Abigail, you and I talked about like doing this show. Awesome. You showed up with the questions uh, that, you know, we were the topics that we were going to kick around and you showed up when you were supposed to, you show up in the values that you hold with every episode that you do with Mac Pixie Weirdo, you know, that inspires me because it shows me your bond is your word and you do get that right. So I think when I see things like that or, or small acts of seemingly small acts of kindness, like holding the door, helping somebody with groceries or um, giving the seat up for someone who is older or disabled or having trouble, because that tells me about your character that reveals insight into the person that you are and that you actually live by the actions and beliefs that you hold. I think those things inspire me. Um, so if there's any way that I can boost that, then that's what I hope to do, both on small and big scale. <gasps> I love that answer. I really do. That's it's a really great true. answer. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I hope you had as much fun as I did. <laughs> oh, my um, God. I, I hope I wasn't like a babbling idiot. But thank you so much for having well, me. Well, we can be babbling idiots together. <laughs> <laughs> over over some beverages. So the doors open for you to come visit me in New York. <gasps> Yay. Um, okay. Well, tell everybody one last time where they can find you and your podcast. Okay. So the podcast is called Repin, which is short for representation. And it's basically on all of your favorite podcasts, outlets like Good Pod, Spotify, iHeart uh, Radio, 
I don't know if you can hear the New York City cop cars going through, but clearly our taxpayer money is go is going to work right now, <laughs> Abigail. And uh, if you close your eyes, you can pretend like you're in New York. But yeah, Repin is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So check us out. I would love to hear from you. And Abigail, again, I am so grateful to you for what you're doing with your platform and voice and for your support with me personally and professionally. And whatever I can do to kind of do the same, please do let me know. Oh, I definitely will. And thank you so much for all your support as well. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, I love your show. Uh, but thank thank you. you so much for coming on. Uh, as always, guys, be kind and stay weird. Bye, guys. Oh, my God, that was so good. Sorry, 